poop. Amen. Poop. Amen. With a question mark. Amen. Who? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so all of this week, you know, um, all of this week, I've just been saying, Lord, talk to me. Talk, talk to me. Tell me, you know, I know that you're trying to do something in my life. I can feel it. You know, just just talk to me. Whatever you want to say, I'm listening. I want to hear from you. Amen. And who is what I got in return? Who is who is the word that I got? And 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 it was simply he he was saying that not only me but you all as well. You have to know who you are, Amen. Amen. And who you are is wrapped up in who he is. If you don't know who he is, you won't know who you are. And I read Luke 4 and 18 because I love that. And, and for those who don't know, that's red letter. That's Jesus talking. I love that because Jesus seems so confident and he seems so assured of himself and who he is. He seems so confident that I know that I'm here for this reason, right? I'm here for the poor. I'm here for the captives. I'm here for the brokenhearted. Like, I'm here to preach the acceptable. You have to know who you are. And sometimes we get so caught up in who everybody else wants us to be, who everybody else says they need us to be, right? We get caught up in who other people are, all those who's. And we don't focus enough on God, who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be? How do you want me to live? And we spend so much time chasing Chasing dreams that maybe were never meant for us. Chasing dreams that were never meant for us. I want to chase the dream. I want to be the who that he wants me to be. Right? That's the who that I want to be. And let me tell y'all, when you chase chase other people's who's, whether it's one that you made up on your own or it's something that somebody else wants you to be, when you chase other people who's, you're going to constantly be feeling unfulfilled. <laughs> you're going to constantly feel like you're coming up short. You're going to constantly feel like you're doing something wrong. You're going to constantly feel like you can't get it right. Right? You're going to constantly feel like nobody sees you or nobody understands you. But when you chase the who that God wants you to be, all of that's going to be the opposite. You're going to feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're going to feel like you're doing what you were called to do. It's not going to matter whether other people realize it or not because he he will say good and well done. He will say you're right where I want you to be. He will say you're doing just what I want you to do and you're doing it just the way that I want you to do it and nothing else will matter. And so I know we got a lot of visitors in the house, but I've been on this series so for a couple of weeks. I've been talking about how God has just restored my fire. And a lot of times along the way, the who we start, like how we start out in God, when we on fire for God, we lose that along the way. And so I believe that God gave me this title. He gave me 
you know, that this message for today is right because he's just saying, remember who you were when I first called you. Right. Remember the who that you were when I first called you. Be that person. Don't get caught up in love because everything else, all this other stuff that we concern ourselves with, it won't last. It won't last. Only what we do for God. Only what we do for God will last. And so for the remainder of this sermon, y'all, for the remainder of this sermon, I'm going to be in Philippians 2. And for those who don't know, and that's probably a bunch, this is my second favorite book in the Bible. Amen. But I always go, I always go to this book when I need God to give me a word about me. It's something about Paul writing this letter from prison. Amen. And him just continually talking and using the word joy, joy, joy. And first, when I first started out reading this book, it was hard for me to imagine how he could still maintain joy while you're in prison or still maintain happiness while you are being persecuted or still maintain happiness where it seems like everything around you, even the people in your own home, are not not doing right. How do you still maintain that joy? And so whenever, whenever I need a personal word, Philippians does it for me. And so I'm in Philippians 2 on today, and I want to I wanna start with the third verse. And I got to tell y'all, as, as, as I was reading last night, I want you to know that as I preach this word, it's going to be counter to everything that you probably feel on the inside of you. And that's the thing about the word of God. The word of God normally, amen, is going to cause or it's going to ask you to do something that you don't want to do. It's going to ask you to be some type of way that you don't want to be. It's going to ask you to do something that you don't understand. And that's when your faith has to kick in. And the Bible tells us that God accounts our faith as righteousness. If you want to be in good standing with God, you got to trust him no matter what. That's easy when everything is going good. But when something wrong in your house, when something wrong with your spouse, when something wrong with your money, when you're feeling abused and mislooked and, and, and used, Right. But I'm telling y'all, if you would just trust God, you would see him exalt you. And let me say, when I say exalt, I'm not talking about get what you want. I'm just start. You'll start feeling like you the who that you supposed to be. That's what I mean by exalt. You'll 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 start feeling confident like like Luke four and 18. You'll start feeling like regardless of all this stuff that's going on. I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And that's hard to say when you feel like you are in a bad spot. It's hard to say I'm right where I'm supposed to be when you are in a bad spot. Amen. Amen. Paul tells us in Philippians 2 and 3, it says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Amen. I guarantee you that the who that you are supposed to be, confusion is not attached to it. Strife is not attached to it. Amen. Even when you're going through the who that you're supposed to be, God will give you peace in it. When you feel like you always wrestling with something, something is wrong. Something needs to be corrected. Right. And when you're being the who 
that you're supposed to be, when you're being the who that God has called you to be, amen, it's not going to always be about you. You're going to start serving God. And in the process of serving God, everything, the word says that you seek first the kingdom, what happens? Everything else that gets added. So when you start just trying to live for the Lord, all the stuff you've been worried about is going to take care of itself. That's why Paul just say, like, stop fighting. Stop doing doing things that bring glory. Stop doing things that's not going to bring you in a reward in the end. Just humble yourself and start thinking about other people that don't know Jesus. Just focus on me. Right? Fourth verse says, look not every man on his own things. Right? Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. And that's why I say that seems so counterintuitive to how we are taught today. We're taught today to do you. We taught today to focus on you. We taught today that if we just grind hard enough, we'll make it to our goal. Right? But that's not how God works. God is like, if you would just humble yourself and serve me, right? And when I, and when he says serve me, that's like, be my hands, be my feet, be my mouth, like serve others. Right? Think about others that don't know me, then once again, everything else will be added unto you. Fifth verse says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Right? I love that. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. What you talking about, God? What mind are you talking about? Listen to what he says in the sixth verse. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus just thinks differently than we think. He actually can be like, I'm God. I do what I want to do. But instead, he made himself of no reputation. Not my will. Your will. Why would I do that? Why would I? What what is that going to get me, right? So let me read the seventh again. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. This is the king of kings. He said, I'm going to humble myself and I'm just going to serve. And when he was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Why would I do that? Why would I put others before me? You mean to tell me, Pastor, after all that my family has done to me, I'm supposed to put them first? You got to understand what I mean by putting them first. Right? I mean, put them first in your prayer life. Put them first in your service of God. Right. Try to try to go, go, put put them first when you go to God before you put yourself. Say, God, help me help my family. Show me what it is that's wrong with my mother. Show me what it is that's wrong with my siblings. Show me what it is that's wrong with my hood. Put them first in that way. Not do whatever they telling you to do when you, you all get pulled away from the Lord and they just continue to abuse it. But put them first. Put like if, if they're hurting you, whatever that something is wrong. See. Sin mess everybody up. Amen. And so when you know Jesus, you fight, a, you fight in a different way. So Jesus, who could actually claim, right, I'm God, I can do whatever I want. No, instead he says, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to make myself of no reputation. And I'm going to be uh, obedient, even if it costs me my life. Why would I do that? The ninth verse gives up the answer. It says, wherefore God have highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. 
If you would just humble yourself, God will raise you above all that stuff that's in your life. And see, our thing is sometimes we look for it in the physical sense. But sometimes your mental peace is way more important. Especially in America where we are so spoiled, right? We so spoiled and we like, oh, my life is just spinning out of control. When you go somewhere else and they ain't even got running water. Right? They, 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 can't, they can't go to convenient care. Right? They, 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 we, we talk about the nurses and all of that stuff. There's places that don't have no nurses. Where you can go home and flip a switch and the lights go on. Right? If you humble yourselves, if you start to become the who that God wants you to be, he will exalt you. And that exalt, I, I just can't stress that enough. That exalt does not mean you get everything that you want. That means God will raise you above all of your worries and your problems. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. It's a hard thing. And I'm saying it's mental, but you'll feel it. You'll feel it. You'll feel the peace. You'll feel the joy. You, you'll be able to put your father in the ground and still talk about the goodness of God. You'll be able to bury your brother and still talk about the goodness of God. That's a Jesus thing. That 10th verse says, and I'm almost done, y'all. That 10th verse says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee should bow and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What does that mean, Pastor? Do y'all see the amount of power and respect that comes from humbling yourself. Do you see the type of honor that God the Father placed on Jesus from humbling himself? And the only way Jesus was able to do that is because Jesus knew who he was. He wasn't worried about, right, when Satan taking him up and trying to tempt him to turn stones into bread or I can give you all of these things. Jesus was like, none of that interests me. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm here for. I don't want that. Keep that. I'm going to humble myself. And when he humbled himself, he got all of that and more. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father with all power in his hand from humbleness. So my question to you all today, amen, is are you, are, are you comfortable with who you are? Are you comfortable with who you are? And if you can't answer that question honestly and say yes, amen, then you have a little bit more work to figure out who he is. Don't take grandmama's word for it. Find out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself. You need your own personal relationship with him. And I guarantee if, if, if you humble yourself and you start working on your relationship with God, he will let you know who you are. If you wait on man to affirm you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Amen. Amen. 
If, if you wait on man to tell you good and well done, you're going to be waiting a long time. If you wait on people to listen to, to what you're saying, you're going to be waiting a long If you're going to wait on them to give you recognition and honor, you're going to be waiting a long time. And even if they give it to you, you don't even deserve it. Because all the glory and the honor belong to him. We spend so much time trying to figure out who we are, figure out who he is. And then that will take care of itself. Who you are will take care of itself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. I, I love, like I say, I go to this book when I need a word for me. And more and more, God is reminding me of who I am. Right? More and more, he's reminding me of who I am. And it's like you, you literally have to fight not to get out your lane. Like, God, I don't want to get out of my lane and swerve over into her lane or his lane. I want to stay in my lane. I want to stay in my lane. I know it may look like this on this side of town at that church, and it look like this on that side of that church, and on YouTube, it look like this on that. They look like this, and that's fine. But I got to be true to who I am, who he called me to be. Stay right here in this lane. Because it's going to be that obedience, right? It's going to be that obedience that's going to help me see Jesus in the end. Nothing else but that faith and that obedience is what's going to help me see Jesus in the end. Amen. So I want to I, I make a, as we get ready for altar call, I want to make an a invitation. If there's anybody in here that does not know who he is, if there's anybody in here that's trying to figure out who you are, once again, you have to know who he is. If there's anybody in here that does not know the Lord who has not accepted him as their personal Lord and Savior. If you have not said, Lord, not my will, but your will. Lord, I want you to be the head of my life. I give you control, right? I want to lay me aside and put you first. There's anybody in here that would love to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior on today. Now is the time.